Daniel Emmett is our guest this week, a singer-songwriter who most of America got to know on the show, America's Got Talent. Please stay with us. Personally speaking, I'm your host, Monsignor Gimosanti, and singer Daniel Emmett joins me now. Daniel was a finalist on season 13 of the NBC hit series, America's Got Talent. He was asked by Judge Simon Cowell to take on the impossible challenge of learning a new song in Italian and performing it live on national television in one hour. Daniel's performance brought the judges and the audience to their feet, and he then performed a stunning duet with Placido Domingo, for the season finale. Daniel is a Las Vegas headline performer, and he tours with the singer Marie Osmond, who described him as, quote, a star on the rise with a once-in-a-generation voice. Daniel's a multilingual, multi-genre artist with international appeal, and his debut album is in the works. Joining me now, I'm so pleased to welcome to Personally Speaking, the wonderful crossover singer, Daniel Emmett. Before we get to our interview with Daniel, let's listen to him singing The Prayer with Marie Osmond. I pray you'll be all right. Thanks for coming on our program. And let me begin by asking you a question. Most parents of young men like yourself, while they want their children to have avocations and interests, want their kids to have a steady job, regular income, pension, and the promise of stability in the future. You go into the arts of all things. And I've heard elsewhere that your parents were totally on board. How did that happen? 
Well, I'm very, very blessed and fortunate to have an incredible support system with my family. And as you said, you know, parents want the best for their children. They want them to succeed and be successful and to follow their passions, but at the same time, have that security and stability. And my parents have always believed in my passion and told me that it's more important to do what you love and have mm -hmm. that every day in your life than to do what's expected or to do what everyone else does, to really follow right. your dream and your passion, and you won't be able to go wrong with that. That's a great point of view. Let me ask you, are there other people in the family who have uh, what you have, this, this gift for music? I have some siblings that sing as well. My younger sister is currently studying theater at uh, University of North Carolina School of the Arts. I so far am the only one to journey into the arts as a profession outside of college. So I'm kind of the guinea pig in the family. My <laughs> older siblings are education administrators and real estate agents. And my younger brother is a personal trainer. So we have a wide variety of uh, fields and interests in the family. And uh, my parents are in the medical field and in the telecom field. And, mm -hmm. and uh, it's, we are a very diverse group of individuals when it comes to our career paths. I'm always interested in family of origin. When you have other kids in the family with different gifts um, and someone becomes the star of the family like you, is there jealousy, resentment, or are they all on board and saying, Daniel, we're with you? You know, I've been very lucky. I've never, we've never experienced a jealousy issue mm -hmm. in the family. We all support each other. And I think part of the fact that we all do have such diverse and different talents and dreams mm -hmm. that it's, it's very easy to support one another. It's in not a, we're a competitive family for sure. When it comes to game night, right. watch out. We are, we <laughs> take no prisoners, but in terms of our dreams and our goals, there's no jealousy there. Then, you know, you've had uh, not just America's Got Talent, but in so many different places where you've brought your gift, you've been very, very blessed that you've, you've worked. And you, you, if anyone looks at your resume, it's very impressive, but there's no creative artist who doesn't go through a time when uh, he or she was right for a part, right for a job, and it didn't come through. How do you personally deal with uh, disappointment or rejection or not getting what you know you would be excellent for? That is a very good question. I would say that you have to believe in yourself. And I actually was given very good advice to come to think of it. Uh, this reminds me of some great advice I was given while I was on America's Got Talent from one of the producers I worked with there who told me that the best thing you can do and the only thing you can do is to be true to yourself and to do the best absolute no questions asked that you can do in the room at that time. And if you walk off that stage, no matter what the result is, if you gave everything you had and you said to yourself, I couldn't have done anything more in that moment, then you have to walk away with knowing that it was either meant to be or not meant to be. And it's not a, it's while the arts are something incredibly subjective, of course, and it's hard not to take things personally, you have to remember mm -hmm. that, you may not have been what they're looking for. And that's not a reflection on you. That's yeah. just, there's something else down the line that's waiting for you that you have to not give up before it happens. Okay. Now, speaking of America's Got Talent, uh, for those who didn't see it, there's a great moment on the show where uh, Daniel is challenged by Simon. Um, in a way, that a lot of us watching it would say that was kind of like, talk about a, a painful setup that could have been a disaster. So you having worked with this guy, Simon Cowell, who's uh, got an amazing following, both those who love him and those who hate is he Is he a hard-hearted son of a gun or has he got a heart of mush? Who is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, respectfully, I would say that it depends on who you ask. To me, <laughs> I appreciate Simon for everything that he is because number one, first and foremost, he's an incredible producer, a music mogul, mm. and he's a true what we like to call, he's a song guy. He's not mm -hmm. just a, he's not just a hands-off producer. He truly understands 
every artist that he works with. And that's what he does. Mm-hmm. When you walk on stage, especially as a musician um, on America's Got Talent or one of his other shows, when he's in that chair, he's the producer and he immediately throws you into a producer artist relationship. And that's what happened for me when I went out there and he said, you know, that song was great, but I'd rather hear you sing this one. (laughs) Whenever Simon gives you a criticism or something that may sound really cutting to someone who's in the audience or to those of us who are on stage, perhaps, we just have to think about it's never intended to be off the cuff mean. Mm. It's only the part of what he's saying is only to make you better. So it may come across harsh or gruff, but if you really listen to what he's saying, it's it's never wrong. So, <laughs> wow, he really is just trying to make you a better artist and a, a better performer. So you handle criticism well. I like to think that I do. Okay, um, you know it's 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 something that we all go through and we all deal with. But really, if someone is moved to say something to you that is a critique. You want to take, I would say that, um, and again, this goes back to that advice I was given when I was on the show. You want to take every compliment and every criticism with the same grain of salt mm. because it's coming from an honest place, no matter what it is. Yeah. So take every, every piece of commentary you've been given and really just pass it through the same filter and see what you can do with it and how it can make you better. Whether it's, I did that great. I want to do it again. Or that kind of wasn't great. You shouldn't do that anymore. And you're like, you know, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> it's always good to be learning from every opportunity on the stage. You sound, even for a young man, much wiser than me in that if I give a homily on a Sunday, Daniel, and I uh, 10 people walk out the door saying they loved it, but one guy says, that was the worst I ever heard. For some reason, the rest of the day, I'm going to focus on that son of a gun who told me how lousy it was. You don't let the negative get to you, do you? You know, I try not to, but I, I'm right there with you. It is hard. It is hard to... <laughs> balance those uh positive and negatives the negatives do seem to carry a little more weight but (laughs) at the end of the day you're really for me what i love to do is just to be able to lay everything out on the table that that's happened especially after performance like that's that's one thing i can't do is just go home and not think about the show after the Mm -hmm. show's done there's so much more work that goes into it after it's over um, there's a whole, you know, like a, you'd call it like a debrief or whatever you want. You run down everything that went went on during the show. What can we fix? What can we do better? And then the feedback is a huge part of that as well. And right. just to lay it all on the table and look at it and see what did I learn and what can I improve? Daniel Lemon is our guest. Daniel, uh, our producer, Lisa, had the privilege of going to Westbury Music Fair and hearing uh, Marie Osmond sing. And that's how she got to meet you. I'm just wondering, having gone on the road with Marie, she's certainly an icon in the world of entertainment. But who's the person? Who's who's the uh, the person of Marie? Yeah, Marie is exactly who she is on stage as she is off stage. She is the mm. most kind and giving, passionate human being who I've ever had the privilege of working with. And it's wow. someone who, as an icon, as you say, it's a masterclass to be around her, huh. both on stage and off. And just the grace that she handles her performance and the amount of care and drive that she has for her performances for every aspect of the show she puts on. She, she's so hands-on with everything and she is constantly growing and changing. Even, you know, when she's become one of the greatest legends of the music industry, she still never stops, never stops working and never stops improving. And it's something that I really try to take away and learn from every time I'm with her. And just the opportunity to share the stage with her is such a gift. Yeah. 
Now, Daniel Emmett, for those who don't know, is a relatively young man, but I want to mention this. Marie, and she was very honest when she came on our show some months ago, the cost of, of success, you know, the, the ups and downs in family life, the, uh, uh, the pain that comes with uh, struggling to, to reach the audience you want to. Uh, and she was very honest in sharing that. Now, you're young at this still, but I'm wondering, have you figured out yet, maybe it's too early, how will I have a normal life? How will I maintain relationship? How will I, I stay grounded uh, with a life that's going to take me all over the place? Entertainment is, is necessarily a, a traveling business. Uh, and how will I then uh, deal with the challenges that Marie spoke of so eloquently of trying to have a great career, but also trying to live a somewhat normal life? I think that's a very excellent question. And right off the bat, I would say the number one way to stay grounded is to have a great support system. Mm -hmm. And while no matter where the road takes you, where the career takes you, you know, we all dream that it takes us on the ride of a lifetime, whatever that may be. Mm -hmm. But it's so important to remain, as you say, grounded. And there's yeah. two ways in my life that I try to do that. One is through my sports system, which is my family and my friends. And maintaining relationships is difficult, but it's having those people in your life who understand what it is that you're doing and who are there to support you and to be along with you and get to share in that joy and that journey. And they are treasured. This right here is okay. my uh, <laughs> alarm system, my support system here at home. This is my dog, Blue. And uh, he how, is, old, how old is Blue? He is about four and a half. Aww. And he is just, uh, he was a little rescue that I met while I was hiking here in Vegas. And that's a whole longer story, but basically he's <laughs> the best thing ever. And he is a wonderful built-in alarm system and companion. And our other dog, uh, Chloe, is the other one who's barking out there. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, now for uh, those watching YouTube, you understand what uh, what's going on. For those of you who are listening on Sirius XM, Daniel just was uh, embracing one of the loves of his life, is his dog, Blue. So since you Absolutely. can't see it, I wanted you to see him affectionately holding on to Blue. Uh, let, let's go back to something that... Uh, can happen certainly as I watch something uh, of the clip of, of America's Got Talent, you have these literally thousands of people cheering you and celebrating you and being happy for you. I thought to myself, um, how does anyone in this business where you're on the stage receiving that kind of adulation, uh, what keeps you humble? What makes sure that your, your ego doesn't get too far afield? I imagine part of it is what you're saying in terms of having that support system who will tell you the good and the less good. But do you have anything internally, Daniel, that makes you recognize it's nice to be famous, it's nice to be popular, but at the end of the day, I know who I am? Absolutely. The thing for me about why I'm making music, it's not, it's not to be a I don't, I don't like to use the word celebrity or anything. That's not, that's not never the goal, never the goal to be a famous person. It's just yeah. to, to share the joy that music is with mm. as many people as possible. And that's, that's what I'm here to do. That's my job is yeah. to share joy and to lift people out of whatever that they may or may not be going through and just to give them a break from their day-to-day -day life. And if they mm. can find that respite, that escape in my music or in one of my shows, then I've done my job. That's what it's not about me on a stage. It's about everyone in that room or everyone listening to wherever they are sharing in that moment and just getting to take a break mm -hmm. and just to go somewhere else. That's, that's what art is. That's what art exists for is to, is to spread joy and to, to move people to feel emotions. And if I'm lucky enough to get to do that, 
every day for the rest of my life, then I've lived the greatest life I can possibly. Right, imagine. right. Daniel, we had a long time ago, a great opera singer named Licia Albanese, who was a, a world-renowned soprano many years ago. She died at over 100 years of age, but she said she loved her career as a popular singer in opera because it allowed her to also then on the side do so many charitable works and help people out because she could use her fame for good cause. As you become more and more noted, how do you want to use your notoriety in the best sense? Well, in the best, to use the notoriety in the best sense for me would be to help people. However, that is, there are charities that I have been very fortunate to be involved with since the beginning of my career. And I know I, know I haven't been doing this that long, so that's a weird yeah. sentence to say, <laughs> but there are uh, groups that are near and dear to my heart and causes. So it's actually the very first time I ever sang on a stage as a solo artist was for a charity gala right here in Las Vegas mm. for the Nevada Childhood Cancer Foundation. Uh, and to be able to start in that way was very special because right off the bat, my career focus was about giving. Mm -hmm. It wasn't about me. It was an opportunity to share music in a setting where we were helping other people. And since then, I've become very involved with a group based out of New York City called the Sepsis Alliance. Mm -hmm. And they are very, very passionate about sharing awareness about sepsis and the dangers it can pose to our communities uh, in the U.S. and around the world. And I've been very, very passionate about working with that charity and along with others. Just that's the whole point is to make the world a better place, yeah. whether that's through our art or through ways, other ways that we can give, whatever it is, however I can do that to just the world has enough problems yeah. and it doesn't need yeah. more of them. So okay. If I can do whatever I can do to make things a little bit better, whether that's to sing a song for somebody's special day or release a piece of music that people connect with and can, you know, take a break from whatever the stresses and struggles are in life, or if it's to showcase music through a charity and shed light on what they're doing. That's, that's the goal. Daniel Edmonds, I guess. Daniel, you had to know coming on a program like this, being interviewed by a Catholic priest, I have to ask you the question. I don't know anything about your uh, faith background, faith upbringing. Tell me a little bit about that journey. So I'm um, first and foremost, I'm Christian. And uh, I went to a Lutheran high school here in Las Vegas called Faith Lutheran. So I had a great faith-based education as well there. And um, the most important thing, faith is, ironically, I know our show is called Personally Speaking, and faith is very personal to me. So you have a yeah. great name for your show. Uh, that actually goes back to an earlier question when you asked about what keeps you grounded. Mm -hmm. There's a ritual that I always do before every show. And that's just to take a moment or a performance or recording, you name it, whatever it is. Anytime I'm about to do work that involves singing or sharing the gift of music, mm. I always try to take at least a minute, if not a little bit longer, just to tap in to that wonderful source of spiritual and faithful energy that is prayer. And just to ask that whatever I'm about to do or we're about to do as a group or whoever is involved mm -hmm. in the project, that it just is transparent and sends light out into the world and is a reflection of who God wants us to be. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's what I ask for with anything, any project I'm involved or any time I go to do work. And that's, that's what also keeps me grounded outside of a family, outside of the dog, outside of the great friendships that I have and things right. that remind me who I am. It's, it's that you're, the power of music is bigger than us. Mm. It comes from somewhere else that's not human. Yeah. There's no way something that beautiful came out of the world that we're in. So that, that to me is tapping into that spiritual, prayerful source every time that I go out and do what I love. 
for our listeners, Daniel Emmett has a, a, a voice that's truly a gift from above, but that's where I want to stop for a second. We had the, the iconic baseball player, Derek Cheetah on, and the, I said, every American kid wants to be a successful athlete and popular and, and rich and all the other things that come with him being who he is as a Hall of Famer. But why would God give you, Derek, that, that gift? And he said, I don't know, but I'm not going to ask him because I don't want him to change his mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so Daniel, tell, let me ask you, you know, I mean, everybody would like to have the power of voice that you have, but you have it. But why you? I don't know. That's the, the long and the short of it is I don't know why this uh, sound falls out of my face the way it does. <laughs> but I can only hope that I use <laughs> I use the power for good, if that makes sense. It's it's there to I believe that it was given to me to inspire people and to lift people up and to not create stress or divides in people's lives. It's there just to spread joy and to spread light and to yeah. remind people that things can get better and yeah. that whatever struggle you're going through will pass. We'll get through it. That's why I don't like to sing a lot of, um, well, I shouldn't say I don't sing a lot of ballads. I do sing a lot of sad love songs <laughs> in my shows, but uh, a lot of the material that I, my favorite song of all time to sing is the prayer because it's mm. all about what is coming. What is that no matter what's going on right now, if you just remember to, be kind and to take care of one another and to share that love with your neighbor, the life's going to be a better place. Yeah. I like that whole concept. And, and let me ask you this too. The, you're a young guy now. So this is a strange question to ask, but um, we all, if we're lucky enough, stay around planet earth long enough to get older. Um, mm -hmm. Do you have any concept how as a young dynamic talent, you're going to handle the process of aging? <laughs> well um i hope that i i age like my family has with grace and dignity and i had a great grandfather who reached 104 wow so um who actually that's where the name emmett comes from that's my middle name okay. and that's uh, that was his name so that's i hope you know i would love to live to 100 plus i think that would be an incredible achievement but yeah. i would just like i said the way that i would approach aging is I hope I still get to sing. That's all that matters. And if I can't sing, I hope I get to make music in some other way. Yeah. And to me, that's as long as I'm making music in some form or another, then I don't feel that I've aged today because that's what's going to keep me young and that's what's going to keep me focused. Speaking of your music, uh, if people go online to dig up stuff on Daniel, he has, I was watching it last night, a, a great video of him singing a takeoff on Nessum Dorma. Uh, except, <laughs> except in this case, it was about the, the whole experience of Corona, the the, the uh, COVID um, pandemic we're dealing with. But what struck me is when you put this song together, and it was great, um, that was, you know, over a year ago, you were so hopeful that this thing would go, and yet it keep taxing, keeps taxing our patients, and it, it won't go away, and it still holds back so much of life. Um, just as a person, not just as a guy who's a, a singing star, but as a person, how, how do you give perspective to the pandemic? That's a really hard question because mm -hmm. I know, I know personally, I'm, I'm tired. You know, yeah. I'm, I, it's, it's been, it's been going on. We're approaching our, what, technically the end of the second year of it yeah. at this point. Yeah. And, you know, professionally it's, it's thrown a lot of wrenches and a lot of works and the arts business is mm. no exception. We've had to 
reschedule many different events in both in my career and, and the city I live in Las Vegas was not unaffected by any stretch. It's just mm. the only way that I can rationalize it, if that makes sense, or, or look at it in a, in, a, in a greater perspective than my own personal struggles with it is just that we've, it's got to end at some point and yeah. it's got to, it's, you know, it has to get better than what it's been. And that's my hope and my faith. Just trust that it will get better and that life will at some point. I'd love it to be tomorrow. I don't mm -hmm. know that it'll be tomorrow, but I'd love for life to go back to what I remember in the <laughs> now feels like distant past. And, you know, when, when it wasn't this way. Yeah. And I'm, there were, there are things that as an artist and as a human being, I am, it's weird to say, but grateful for, for what this situation has taught me, where it's taught me to treasure and value the relationships and the time that I have with people, mm -hmm. because, you know, going on two years of weird distances and not seeing people for certain times, I hadn't seen my grandparents for two years. Wow. So, um, you know, different things like that, you become more grateful for the memories and the times that you share. And also as an artist, it gave me time to put things under the microscope, work on myself. I know I still sound mm -hmm. um, a little, I don't sound like a singer at the moment because I'm getting over a cold, but uh -huh. I promise I have worked on my voice <laughs> and my, uh, you know, had a lot of time. It's, it's been a creative time period in a weird roundabout backwards way. Um, and I think it inspired a lot of people to think outside the box and to grow in ways they wouldn't have had to do. There is an analogy that, um, that I think it's, it's, uh, sea creatures like crabs and lobsters only grow when they're under pressure. They only, they only grow out of their shells when they're under pressure. And I feel that that's been very much something that the arts community has done in mm -hmm. this pandemic. We have been under immense pressure and I think we've really learned and tried things and grown and Whenever we come out the other side, we're going to come out stronger. I want to thank Daniel Emmett for being with us. Um, as you can tell, if you've listened to this interview, a wonderfully good human being, a man who loves his God, a man who loves his family, a man who's grateful to people who helped him along the way, his mentors and others, uh, someone who sees the good in so many and can celebrate someone like Simon Cowell and, and Marie Osmond and so many other people he's had the privilege to work with. Just a good guy who wants his music to last, but also wants people to know of the goodness of his heart. And uh, Daniel, I wish you every success. You're, you're such a talented guy, but also a good person. And boy, that combination is just what the world needs now. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you very much for having me. It was an honor. As we end today's program, I thank you all for being with us. If you need to reach out to me for any reason, you can get me a personally speaking podcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to see past episodes, go to YouTube and punch in personally speaking with Monsignor General Santi. And please don't forget to click like and subscribe. Personally speaking is also available as a podcast. Personally speaking podcast.buzzsprout.com. Or you can go to www.closeencountertv.com or www.ollmp.org. You'll also find there our weekly mass and homilies. I'm going to encourage you also to look on Facebook at Personally Speaking with Monsignor Jim Asante. We're also now on Instagram at Personally Speaking Podcast. Please share and let others know about Personally Speaking. I'm privileged to serve as host and executive producer of Personally Speaking. Our producer is Lisa Jandovitz. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll be with you again next time on Personally Speaking.